it's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or The People's Mentor. And you know what? I had a friend. He said that that is the best name ever. The People's Mentor. I love it so much. Anyway, this is episode 245 of the show. And I'm really excited because this is, um, I say that every episode. Are you annoyed with me yet, people? If you're annoyed, no, I'm kidding. You can't be. You keep listening to more. Um, and your shares of this podcast are unbelievable. So thank you so much. I'm actually officially trying to keep up with my Instagram DM. So you're all my favorite. Every time you share, like tell your friends to tell me who referred them so I can give y'all clout. Anyway, so I am excited about this episode because I think sometimes we forget all the lessons that we have learned in our network marketing experience, all of the things that have guided us and changed us through our career. And you're going to hear a lot of different changes that I've made in my path here in the network marketing journey that have changed me as a person. And so I hope you love this episode. If you do, make sure you subscribe. That's the most important thing. Please leave a five-star review. We do giveaways every week. Make sure you comment and engage on my Instagram. I'm going to start a lot of different giveaways that are going on with that. Share in your Instagram story. Do the most. Like, let's be extra, extra. Read all about it, people. Oh, I love you so much and appreciate you. And today's reviewer of the show is Sandy Norton, and she says, JLW reminds me to believe in myself. Five stars. I've been listening to Jessie Lee long before her podcast was even a thing. Why did I ever stray from her? I'm obsessed with Jessie Lee because she's always so full of energy and love. Jessie Lee is like my BFF and personal life coach, all rolled into one little spitfire woman. She's always reminding me I'm worthy, always reminding me I can do whatever I want to do, and always, always, always reminding me to believe in myself and never give up. Thank you, Jessie Lee, for always showing up. I love it. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for your time. I hope every single one of you loves episode 245 of the show. And I would love for you when you screenshot it and put it in your story, tell me the things you've learned over your journey. And I would love to know, I would love to know if there are any other things you've learned in your journey. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Ciao. I I was trying to make a list of some different kinds of skill sets that I realized I have learned through my network marketing career and It's interesting because people ask me a lot of the time and maybe they've started asking you, you know, uh, you know, would you ever quit something like that? Or what are some things you've learned? Or is that really a forever thing? Or blah, 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 blah. Like I still get asked things like that sometimes, mostly from family members. And what's amazing is I can reflect over the last almost nine years now of this. And it's like, I'm a completely different person than I was nine years ago, right? I don't know how many of you can relate to that, but I think about how many things I've actually learned, skill sets I've actually learned from being involved in an entrepreneurial space and then what it actually takes to be a successful entrepreneur. Like, does that make sense? By the way, I love that half of you are wearing the sweater right now. (laughs) It's just that fire swag everywhere. I love it. So there are so many things that I've learned, so many skill sets, so many things that I can then apply to my life. And it reminds me of one of the first times I met Brian and he said, I don't care if you quit. Like some of you have heard him say this, right? I don't care if you quit the team or the company because I know you're leaving as a better person. And that was such a reminder for me of we're doing the right thing here. We're leading from the heart here. We're just making people better. And then so I wanted to think about things that I've actually learned because I don't know where I would be if it weren't for uh, if it weren't for this profession. And I think some of you are far enough in now, you know, a couple, not even necessarily our company, but just the profession as a whole where you're kind of like, yeah, like, I don't know where, like, it's true. I don't know where I would be if it weren't for this. So 
first thing I noticed is that I learned, I've learned how to motivate people. And it's interesting because it's something that I I was good at motivating maybe from a manipulative space. Like I think I wasn't motivating people. I was manipulating people in my past. I think that's my Scorpio though. I don't think that's like a, (laughs) I just think that's in my blood or something. Right. But I would find myself, um, as more of a manipulator throughout my college years and high school years than I was ever a motivator. And that's something that you learn through coaching and you learn through listening better. And so when you're kind of maybe writing down things that remind you why you're here that have nothing to do with money, like if you were to journal on something like that, for me, the ability to actually get to know people, how to effectively motivate others, how to effectively inspire other people without being their boss. That's when you know you're, you're actually onto something. Like none of you actually have to listen to me. None of you have to show up on this frontline Zoom every week. None of you have to get on Wednesday training. None of you have to listen to the podcast. None of you have to listen to anything, right? It's a choice. And so um, I think that that is one of the strongest things I've learned is just downright communication and how to get in people's hearts more. And you start to learn everyone's motivated by different things. So I wrote down, I, I learned color personalities probably in my first year. And I learned that you have to talk to people differently based off of their personality types. I learned that there are different love languages, right? I learned that some of you need quality time, which is why you don't miss a Zoom. Some of you are physical touch. Some of you are words of affirmation. Some of you, most of you are words of affirmation. Some of you are acts of service. You know, some of you are... Um, What's the other one? What's the other one? Quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service. Um, I said gifts, didn't I? Quality time, I think. Okay, I love you, Angelica, but that wasn't you calling me, okay? So um, I said quality time. So I think I said five and I was looking for six. So anyway, we all have different languages and I wouldn't have known that if it weren't for network marketing. I wouldn't have known that if one of my my sponsors, my uplines, my whatever in my first company was like, you just kind of yell at people a lot. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I do not, right? So I've certainly grown a lot in, in that aspect. And the kind of cool thing about that is if you've ever, this is maybe a, a, well, I'll take it for all of you. If you're new to leadership, have people take the five love languages quiz and find out what that is and have them find and find out what their color personality is now. And I would suggest for those of you who are maybe the bigger leaders on this team, right? Um, do it every six months, maybe for your leadership core and maybe once a year for everybody. Um, and the reason I say that is I was having a conversation. Uh, well, I was saying it to, I think I said it to Sydney and Courtney actually, um, because I used to be very physical touch uh, in everything, in relationships and also in business. And I don't know when it shifted. It might've shifted when quarantines, I don't know when it is. I am at a point now where like, I don't really like to be touched anymore, which sounds so weird for those of you who know me really well, but I have completely shifted from it. Like I want to be touched like in a relationship and in a romantic way, but I am very now, like if you, I, somebody was hugging me too long at my house (laughs) this weekend and, uh, I, I almost snap city. Like I was like, get off me. Like I'm dying. Get off me. Like I wanted to be left alone. Um, and so it's funny then because now I'm shift. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm shifting. I'm literally shifting love languages. I'm shifting color personality for sure. Shifted. I became, what, what are you rumbling at buddy? There's nothing going on. Um, I shifted a lot with, um, a lot with 
my personality as well. I'm nowhere near as red as I used to be. I'm probably more dominant yellow than anything at this point in time. Uh, and I think people that were at my house this weekend got to see that. Like I was just super quiet. And I think people were kind of like, what is wrong with her? I'm like, nothing's wrong. My personality has just shifted as my life has shifted and as my life has changed. And so maybe especially those of you in business, um, where if you know somebody maybe has gone through something or just major life changes, it's a great time to have them retake some of those things. Cause you might still be, um, you might still be speaking, call it acts of service to somebody and they're just not anymore. You know, maybe now they're receiving gifts. And so, uh, I actually think my love languages for business are shifting into receiving gifts and acts of service almost entirely, which is so interesting. So anyway, so just a little FYI, I've learned that, but I wouldn't have known that if it weren't for this profession. So, um, the next thing obviously, probably obviously wrote down was I said, I've learned so much about leadership. I truly believe that this is the best leadership business in the world because it is like getting thrown into a vortex. It is like getting thrown in when you are not ready. Um, you know, cause sometimes you'll recruit somebody that is just a monster, right? Like a sales machine, a recruiting machine, your business blows up and you're like, Whoa! Oh my God, how am I champ? Oh my God, 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 oh my God. Like I've learned so much about leadership because network marketing, I mean, network marketers, we're all volunteers. We're volunteer sales force. So nobody has to listen to you. Nobody has to follow you. Nobody has to like you. And I knew leadership was about influence and getting other people to take action, of course, but even more so it's about inspiring people and then leading um, in a way that people can connect to and people can relate to. And I've had to completely develop in a very different way as a leader because um, I am, uh, I was realizing that there, again, there's so many different personality types, you know, um, and there's so many different ways to lead and there's so many different ways to show affection or love or care or gratitude. Um, and some people just need very different things. And so I'm grateful for, uh, a lot of messy leadership, a lot of messy action, because I was talking to uh, Tommy Aloisi the other day, and he's going through a leadership thing right now, and I just messaged him, and I gave him my advice on the subject, and he said, how do you know this? Like, you literally are able to coach me through all of these situations. I said, Tommy, it's because anytime I'm able to coach you that quickly through a situation, it's because I've literally been through it. <laughs> Because when you are a network marketing leader, you're not learning how to lead at a pace of like a normal nine to five person in the corporate world. You're learning all of a sudden, like all of a sudden everything's on fire and you have to figure out how to fix it. And so going back to like what I said about Brian saying, we, you know, you'll leave as a better version of yourself or as a better person. I think what's super cool when I say that is, you know, it'll happen very quickly too. Like, You'll be able to leave here and be a better, shut up, what's up, and be a better leader, a better friend, a better parent, a better whatever. Like we talk about transferable skills that make it easier for you to succeed quickly in network marketing. I think it's the same where you have transferable skills that you can actually take out into your real life. You know, think about the way, I think about the ways that I communicate in friendships now. I think about the ways that I communicate in relationships with my parents now, um, my siblings now, my family in general, strangers on the street that are idiots, um, people who are dumb on social media. All of that is communication that I've learned through this profession. 
which make, takes me to my next point, which is I've learned a lot about conflict resolution. And that is also a lot of leadership. But when you're dealing with people, there's always going to be issues going on from time to time. I was talking to another pro champ yesterday and she said, oh my gosh, like I found like we've got our first toxic person who just left the team and went to some other thing and blah, 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 blah. This probably won't be the first, will it? Or this probably won't be the last, will it? I said, no, probably not. <laughs> I'm like, you should probably just get used to that. She's like, but she's saying all these things and she's de-edifying me and she's da-da-da. I said, so what? Like, so what? You know, um, and which I guess kind of takes to another point. I've learned so much patience. You know, I've learned so much patience as a human being and understanding. And I've said this to you many times, but hurt people hurt people. So if somebody's out there being a total psychopath and talking about you, well, you know what? So be it. These issues are going to come up from time to time, but having the patience, I never had patience. I do now. And that conflict resolution where I am, I was based, I've basically learned how to be a diplomat without creating drama. I've developed so much as a person. And I want you to think about how you have too. You know, if you run to me with an issue and you say, Lizzie is talking a bunch of crap about me and she's so mean in the UK chat. I'd be like, Emma, sister, tell me your side of the story. Like, I want to know what's going on in the UK. Why are my UK sisters fighting? Like, what is going on? So then I hear Emma's side and I hear Lizzie's side and I'm like, oh my gosh, all that happened was that the flag was upside down, which means Lee's actually pissed off. Not kidding. <laughs> Union Jack's upside down. All right. So anyway, uh, which makes no sense if you're not familiar with their flag. But anyway, um, I'm going to say something actually, cause you know, it's me ADD or whatever this is, but I got all those flags cause I stole Adele's idea and I was putting all the flags on their things and I forget who it does. You know who it was. He's from a country that we don't talk about. Okay. But anyway, he was like, the flag's the same both ways. I said, the flag is not the same both ways. He's like, yeah, it is. The British flag is the same both ways. I was like, this is why you're from Ukraine. Okay. You don't even know nothing about flags. I know. All right. I got a lot of British blood. I'm offended. All right. So yeah, you were there. You saw this happen, Courtney. Okay. I'm turning that flag upside down. Get the hell out of here. Well, I'm going to send Lee to handle you. I'm kidding, but I'm being funny now. Oh, he's ready. <laughs> he literally put his arm up. Really, we got fighting Irish on this Zoom, and now we got the British are coming. The British are coming. Good Lord. Okay, but my point of all of that being, I don't know why I got down that rabbit hole, but it was kind of funny, so I like it. Um, my point being, I've learned to hear both sides of an argument and know that the truth is somewhere in the middle. And I can promise you I was not like that before. And if I can give you any tip to write down, please write that down. Because every single one of you is going to come through a conflict resolution stage at some point in your life. Don't just listen to your best friend and assume that they're telling the full story. Like there's been times that Sydney's come to me or Courtney or Brittany or any, any of Brooke or a lot of you who are super close to me and they start telling me a story and I, and I know they want me to just side with them because that's natural. It's natural to be like, that's my homie. You're my homie. You tell me right now. But I always go, okay, I'm going to go get the other side of the story. And you can almost see their faces like, oh, fine, go get the other side of the story. Whatever, whatever. Okay. Not in like a bad way, but like in a, you just have to. It'll help you build your business. Um, something I'm really grateful for with the network marketing space is I understand finances so much better. And so if there's no other reason for you to stay around, get involved in your actual business. You'll learn how to bookkeep. You'll learn how to do taxes. Even if it's messy action, you are going to have a better 
grip on what's going on, a better grasp, I guess, a better grasp of how to handle finances. You're going to be a lot more financially literate. And I mean that in network marketing as a whole, but in particular on our team, like if you spend enough time around me, you're going to hear conversations where you're like, what the hell? That is not a normal conversation. Why is she talking about this investment or that investment or that ROI or blah, 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 blah. Like all it's crazy sometimes, but it's because of now here's another one. The connections you'll actually make if you stick and stay around and build your business. Because people ask me all the time, well, how are you getting these deals done? How do you know about that investment? How do you know blah, blah, blah? Why are you, how are you diversified? How did you get this and this and this and this? I'm like, because I just built the business. And that might sound like really, really simple, basic stuff. But when you show up in network marketing, when you go to events, you know, I love GoPro and I love generic events because... That's where I've met so many people. And I don't just mean people like you who maybe join the team. I mean like I meet other multi-million dollar earners who then were connected when then I want if I want to do a if I want to buy a ranch or if I want to do an oil thing or if I want to buy a Lamborghini or whatever, you find people from those connections. And if you look even on this team, like even in this front line, there's a lot of people who know a lot of people. You know, like they say, you're only six people away from anybody, you know, isn't that what they say? Six degrees of separation from anybody on earth. You want to get to Oprah, Obama, Trump, whatever. You're literally at most six people away. Well, think about if you have a network, the size of a network like mine because of network marketing, right? Your whole life can change, which is why I'm like, please show up, show up at a full capacity at a full level, not part way all the way. All the way. Um, The next thing along those lines is I got so much better at people skills. You know, I would go to these events and I was, I'm I'm introverted by nature. Um, And then I learned how to be a really, really business extroverted. I learned how to communicate with people more. I learned how to not just say, hey, how's the weather? You know, I learned how to uh, do this thing where uh, I would like to read a book before I go to an event, first of all, so I have something new to say. But second of all, I would ask where they're from, and then I would say something about where they're from. So if they say something like, oh, I'm from California, I wouldn't just say, oh, how's the weather there? Perfect. Uh-huh. I would probably have something um, relevant to say. Like I might have a conversation about... Um, Hold on a second. Okay. I might have a conversation about uh, you know, the fires going on right now. You know, I might have a conversation about earthquakes that just happened last week in Southern California. I I don't know. Like I can have relevant conversations. And so that I learned from network marketing because I was, I actually, I'll tell the story. I don't think I've ever told it. I was nervous and I was going to uh, the Ray Higdon event almost five years ago. The one where he put me on stage for the, like, and I taught ATM before ATM was like a thing anybody knew about. Um, I had never met him before and he put me on his stage and, uh, I wanted to be able to communicate with people because I was still such an awkward introvert at the time. And I read this book by Lyle Lowers. It's on my book list. So if you just go to the, Hey, Jesse Lee.com, it's one of those. I think it's, I think it's literally called how to talk to people. And I just read a bunch of little communication tips like that before I walked in. So I had different things to say to people. uh, So I felt like I was a little bit more confident in how I communicated. And doing that made me feel so much, uh, so much more confident. Because in this profession, if you want to succeed, you have to have great people skills. You know, we talk about follow up. And we talk about customer service and we talk about customers in general and we talk about leads and we talk about a lot of stuff like this, but 
let me promise you that the people who are really good in this business are actually not the people who probably have the skill sets you think they have. They tend to be the people who are just good people, 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 persons, people, people, whatever. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Like that's the biggest transferable skill is being a people person. And I'm not not like guys, I am not, let me say it like 17 times. I am not a people person. I am not a people person. You might think I'm a people person. Any of you who have spent any amount of time longer than five hours around me will testify. I am not a people person. Ask Megan Hunter. She was in my house for like six days. I don't talk to people. I'm a dog person. Okay. I am a dog person. Speaking of, I think Kumba just farted because Prince is waving his hand like something happened. Can you do me a favor? Actually, can you run to the kitchen, get my laptop charger? This is about to die. Thank you. Like any of these people who know me, Adele's been in my house. Sasha's been in my house. Uh, Sydney's been in my house. Uh, I've spent quite a bit of time around Lee and Tracy. Crystal spent time in my house. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look just on my front page. Tanya can tell you, uh, she spent time in my house. Uh, Frida spent time with me. She probably thought I was being antisocial on the beach, just smiling and kind of like looking away. I am not a people person. Okay. But I like naturally, but I will pay crystal. My God, crystal spend time in my house. I forget. Cause I don't sit around talking like you think I would. Okay. So I say that to you because I think some of you like to do the comparison thing where you're like, Oh, she told me I have to be an extrovert. I did not say that. I said, you need to have great people skills. So it's almost like this profession has helped me going from like a stone cold face, RBF, um, arrogant, in a way, sometimes woman into somebody who's got great people skills, right? It's taught me to get along with people from different walks of life. Um, it's t- <laughs> Frida. <laughs> it's taught me to have a lot of empathy, like a call we had yesterday. Yeah, Frida said, "Okay, leaving now. Bye." Yeah, that was me. I was like, "Hi, okay, hi. We okay? We we I I got to meet Jack. Okay, bye. Got to hang out with the dog. Okay, we can leave now. Adios." <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but hopefully, some of you relate to this on like a soul level. Okay, some of my extroverted friends are out here on the Zoom right now. Like, what? You don't just want to. Spend. Nope, don't want to. Nope, just don't. I'd like to snuggle, snuggle, snuggle. Okay, next thing it taught me a lot about um, um, that is the art of persuasion. Soulful art of persuasion is the book you're looking for, Jackie D. Jackie D. Duran. Um, time management. This profession has taught me so much about how to manage my time effectively. And I, I realize and I know that especially those of you that are the be- at the beginning of your journey right now, maybe, um, you're still in chronic waste your time 2020 mode, okay? Like, you just do it because it's a skill set. You look at the end of your day and you're like, what on earth is going on? Like, where did my day go? right? That waste my time. Hashtag waste my time 2020. Um, oh, Frida, now I feel even worse. Good Lord. I'm a pushover. Now you're going to make me sad, but a lot of us waste time. And so it's taught me how to plan out my days. It's taught me Google calendars. It's taught me schedule my work. It's taught me set little timers, you know, little egg timers, ding, one hour on this task, half hour on this, something, a meeting on the top of the hour, every half hour. It taught me to take breaks in between meetings. Like I said, I have a meeting at one, so I know we're going to cut this off no later than 1250 only because I have to have my 10 minute break or else my next meeting is going to be garbaggio. Okay. Um, but it's taught me all those things that I didn't know about myself. I didn't know I needed breaks. I didn't know that I needed to have a schedule. I didn't know that 
you know, all those adults that would tell you, everybody works better on a schedule. I thought they were lying, but you know, what do you know? They were right. (laughs) Whoopsies. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Okay. Uh, The next thing that I definitely learned, and I think a lot of you are realizing this too, is proper goal setting. I'm super grateful for this profession because I also think I didn't realize what was possible. And I tell the story all the time, but if I hadn't gone to that GoPro event and if I hadn't heard that there are people making millions of dollars a year, and if I didn't know that somebody in that room had made over um, $100 million in their 30-year career when I met him, um, I don't know that I would have really thought that it was real. Does that make sense? Like, I think, and I I had this conversation the other day, yesterday maybe with somebody. Uh, It was yesterday. I was training another team and they said something like, how did you get started so quickly? And I want to say this to some of you because I think it's really powerful. So if you're kind of listening, just pay attention like a lot right now for a second. I was so successful in year one. Like, number one in recruiting is what that trophy says. That's literally from 2011. And number one in sales. Because I didn't know any better. Do you feel me on that? Like how many of you set goals because you're like, okay, it's supposed like, and this is not for everybody, but for some of you, it is very applicable. Some of you go, okay, I, my big goal this month is 5,000 points. When actually, you know, that's not a good goal for you, but like, you don't know what a good goal is. And so you look around to see what other people are doing and you set your goals based off of other people. When I started, I had nobody close to me. I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody doing this. I didn't know anybody who was doing anything. So for me, I'm like, oh, it would be great if I sold $2,000 a month. Oh, it would be great if I sold $10,000 a month. Oh, I'm awesome if I'm making $200,000 a year, which is literally the mindset I still had five, I still had five years in when I went and I met Eric Worre, which is why I want to save you the time right now. For those of you who just actually need to set much bigger goals and stop thinking that rank, whatever it is for you, is, the, is, is an appropriate goal because it might not be for you. Because I sat there making $30,000 a month in 2016 with Eric. And he said, um, you know, stay standing if you're making a million dollars a year. And I just took, I just did the math on that. And the amount of people standing up that were like children making at least 80 some thousand dollars a month. I'm like, what? Because in my company at the time, I was like the Dalai Lama. Right? So we live sometimes like in our little bubble where we think we're, and you're all amazing, don't misunderstand me. But I was like, I'm the ish, I make this, blah, 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 I'm doing great. And then it took somebody else doing so much more for me to be like, oh my God, like I've been playing small and I don't even, I didn't even know that I could get, be that much bigger. So for some of you, you know, you might look at your friends whose goals are rank two, rank three, and that's awesome. Those are great goals. But I want you to actually sit there for a minute and think to yourself, is that actually the right goal for me? Like, is it actually rank seven for me or why am I not actually pushing for eight? Is it really eight for me or is it 10? Like, why am I thinking like this right now? Because if you don't know, I went from 30,000 a month to over $200,000 a month in nine months from that event. Now I'm not normal. I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe I am normal. Who knows? But like, I just think that I'm somebody that when you show me what's possible, when you show me the big pond, right? When you show me the ocean, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. 
So I wonder how many of you are like, oh, I'm supposed to go rank one, rank two, rank three, rank four, rank five, wait a little bit, rank six, wait a little bit, rank seven, wait a lot longer, rank eight. Like, I don't know. Maybe you just rip the face off of it. But this profession in particular, that event taught me proper goal setting. It taught me not only how to do it, but also I've learned how to dream so much bigger because of this profession and because of that moment. And so I share that moment with you. Um, so you understand just how freaking powerful it is. Um, and then that kind of takes me to the next thing, which is the power of association. This profession has taught me to surround myself with people who have already achieved what I'm trying to do and get better right? I associate with people who uplift me and encourage me and bring the best out of me, which is why I love this Zoom, right? Which is why I love events, which is why I do go to GoPro, which is why I do go to ANMP, which is why I do go to whatever other other conferences there are. Like I met Joanne at Rise, or if I go to 10X, or if I go to whatever, you know, whoever's events, Fraser's events, blah, blah, blah. Like I know I become a better person if I associate with good people. And I don't think that that's commonplace around the world. I think most people, they go to a job they hate. They're surrounded by negative people. They're around their negative family and around their negative friends. And that's normal to them. So it's completely shifted what I view as normal, right? Completely shifted that. Um, I learned how to be a bit organized. And I know some of you will laugh about that because I'm not the most organized woman in the world. Like if you look at my office or whatever, but when it comes to my business, I'm extremely organized. Like if you, if it comes to scheduling or if it comes to knowing where stuff is in my office or if it comes to managing the business or the Zooms or whatever, very organized. And I never was. I was not organized chaos in the past. I was just chaos. And this profession has taught me how to be much more organized, organized chaos. Um, I've learned how to prospect, right? I've learned how to follow my intuition. I've learned how to market myself more. I've learned how to brand myself. I've learned how to have conversations with strangers. I've learned how to generate a bunch of leads as I know, you know, um, and my God, so much more. But the last one that I really want to share, um, is probably I've learned the power of a mentor. I would like to keep going, but I have to cut off the call because I already told you why. But network marketing has taught me so much the importance of having a mentor and the importance of actually learning from them. Because I did not know prior to this, these last nine years of my life, um, I did not know just how important that was. I did not understand that most people do not think like we think. You know what I mean? Um, and I did not understand what mentorship really was, which most people don't know what mentorship is. I've noticed because they'll DM me like, will you be my mentor? (laughs) I'm like, that's not like what mentorship is. Mentorship is just consuming people's things and saying that person's taught me a lot. And then going back to the mentor and saying, you don't even know this, but you've taught me all of these things. I consume all of your stuff. I do all of your, all the things you say to do. And here's what the results are. Like I say that about, you know, Eric told the story on empire. You, you know, He was like, I love giving Jesse Lee assignments because she always does them. And then I just go back to him. I'm like, hey, so you know how you said to do 20 and 30? 
You guys know that's what Eric says, right? He's like, if you want to be good, do a 20 and 30 once a year. 20 recruits in 30 days. He's like, if you want to be world class, then you do it four times a year. So I sent him the screenshot of my back office. I said, so what is it called when you've been in business for three years and you have 745 personal recruits? So you've been doing a 21 and 30 every single month since you started. And he's like, shut up! And I'm like, see, that's an assignment. You gave me an assignment. I didn't know you were supposed to do it once, one and done. My, my ears turned off. I just said, oh, 20 and 30, word. Okay? But I say that to you because every single one of you, you know, we have a responsibility to become the best version of ourselves. We have a responsibility to personally develop. We have a responsibility to surround ourselves with powerful people who make us more powerful. And you have access to all of that because of this profession. So um, I just wanted to kind of remind you of the things that don't have anything to do with money necessarily at all (laughs) that have probably shifted and changed in your life since you've become part of this. Because I think sometimes we do think about the money. It's just natural to do that. Sometimes we think about the followers on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and we forget that we have actually completely shifted as human beings. And because of our decision to stick and stay, we're changing and shifting the lives of so many people all around us.